0: The Angels will stop at nothing to win the 2011 World Series. I'll explain. You are Locked On MLB. Your daily MLB podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hello, baseball fans. Welcome to Lockdown MLB, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. This is the Daily Podcast. We talk about all the Major League Baseball. I am your host, Paul Francis Sullivan. Please call me Sully. I am an Emmy nominated television producer who has been a baseball podcaster for well over a decade now. And we are, well, we've wrapped up our fifth full season as a host here on the Lockdown Podcast Network. Thanks so much for making us your first listen every day check out some of the other great shows on the lockdown podcast network including lockdown rangers where bryce Patrick brought back a uh, former co-host morgan price for a uh well a little bit of a celebration of the rangers world series championship hey if you listen to us every single day and you want to post on twitter at lockdown mlb pods same handle for Instagram. If you want to go to my personal handle, which is Sully Baseball on Twitter, Sully Baseball Podcast on Instagram, or down here on the YouTube channel, make sure to put a hashtag. Where is it here? The hashtag is Everyday Sully. Where is it? There it is. Everyday Sully. So I have an idea of who is listening every day, and uh, maybe I'll read some of your posts here on the show. Um, hey, let's talk about the uh, trivia question that I had for the other day, which was who are the people who have won the following awards? All of them. The Rookie of the Year, the MVP, and the Cy Young Award. Now, some of you got the first one. Uh, Susan Townsend got the first one, which is, or not the first one, actually, but the one of them, which is Justin Verlander, Rookie of the Year uh, multiple Cy Young Awards, won the MVP. Uh, he, is, he Yes, he is one of them. Um, who else? Uh, uh, Riglio piano says uh, Justin Verlander. And uh, one or two other people said Justin Verlander. But only Court Stell got both of them. Justin Verlander and the late Don Newcomb, star for the Brooklyn Dodgers all those years. And early on in the Winning of the Cy Young Award. Uh, So there you go. That's your trivia question. I got a good one for later today. So wait till the end of the show. You'll get the new trivia. Uh, Johno 1236 had an interesting comment because there was a little bit of a back and forth between uh, me and um, a couple of, well, John Murphy Jr. and some other people who did not buy the fact. uh, uh, Was it arc arcade the perfect reviews. Okay, Are arcade perfect reviews? I don't know. I don't, I'm sully baseball. Um, they didn't buy the fact that the Cubs would spend all that money to to sign Shohei Otani. And I made the point that, okay, first of all, yeah, I know the Cubs don't usually shell out that kind of money. There's not usually a free agent like this out there. But also, this is more than just getting a all-star hitter who could come back. Not in 2024, but in 2025 and beyond, on and still be a fine pitcher. An all-star hitter at a fine pitcher. You know what you're also gonna have? You're gonna have an unbelievable tidal wave of revenue coming in with you know butts in the seats, with attention being put on the team, with ad revenue and everything. And John O1236 wrote to me regarding that. He says, I'm in Dublin. This is John O. I'm a Yankee fan. Okay. And you know I'll be going out to buy me some Otani merch when he signs for 10 to 12 years anywhere. So, yes, that revenue Otani brings, got to reach far and plenty worth it. So, you know, let's say he signs in Chicago, goes all the way from Chicago to Dublin. And I'm going to go out on a limb here and think it would go from Chicago all the way back to Japan. Piles of money coming in. It's not like they're burning the money. This isn't that scene from The Dark Knight when the Joker burns all the money, okay? That's going to be money well spent. Someone is going to sign Otani to a decade, and when his career winds up, he will have spent the majority of that career with one of these teams that are not called the Angels. The Angels are going to be a big part of our discussion here today. And if by the tail end of his contract he's not producing, then that's not the point. All the money he's gonna bring up early on is the point. And if one of those teams goes all the way to the World Series and they build that revenue up and get the ticket sales and everything like that going on, believe me, it's all gonna be worth it. Um, I I made the, the comment at the beginning about the Angels wanting to win the 2011 World Series. I promise I'll explain what that means. Uh, but the first hint of what that means is uh, I talked about yesterday that the Angels are going to get a new manager. They are not going to have Shohei Ohtani, okay? If Shohei Ohtani re-signs with the Angels, I don't know what I would do. I mean, it's about to say something. I said, I would I will buy you, yes, you, a condo in San Francisco. Um, which if you've been to San Francisco, you know that there's no such thing as an inexpensive condo. I'm absolutely positive that Shohei Otani is signing elsewhere. I, I, I know the odds-on favorite is Los Angeles. The Dodgers, I still think he could go to the Giants. The Giants are dying to make a splash, not just in McCovey Cove. But it's not going to be the Angels. But I said the other day that the Angels are probably going to have themselves an interesting manager in 2024 and beyond. Buck Showalter's name popped up, Benji Gill's name popped up, uh, Ron Washington's name popped up, and I said, whoever they get, they're going to get an interesting figure. And in comes Ron Washington. Ron Washington is going to become the new manager of the Angels. I happen to love this pick for a bunch of reasons. First of all, it's impossible not to love Ron Washington. Uh, he has had success as a manager. Remember, the, the Rangers were one... Ill-timed Nelson Cruz leap from winning the 2011 World Series, but that's all wiped out now. Ranger fans, is it interesting that Nelson Cruz retired immediately after the Rangers won the World Series? His the the image of that uh, of that game is now wiped out? But uh, and he is retired after a fine career. But Ron Washington is one of these baseball lifers. He was a player for many years. He was a coach for many years. He was even portrayed in an Oscar-nominated movie. That's right. The character of Ron Washington was a major character in the film Moneyball. Has that great scene um, where uh, you know Brad Pitt's character of Billy Bean is trying to convince, uh, what's his name, uh, Chris Pratt from Guardians of the Galaxy as Scott Hattaberg to that he could change from being a catcher to a first baseman. And he says, you know, first base is a very easy position. And he's there with Ron Washington. He says, go tell him, Wash, it's an easy position. It's, it's, it's easy. And then Ron Washington says, it's incredibly difficult. Uh, by the way, Brent Jennings, in case you're uh, keeping score at home, Brent Jennings is the tremendous uh, character actor who uh, played the part of Ron Washington in uh, in Moneyball, um, he was in. What? I, I, if I'm not mistaken, he was in Witness too. Um, anyway, he's been in ten billion uh, TV shows and um, and movies along the you know amongst the years. Was he in Witness? Yes, he was in Witness. I was right. He played a uh, Harrison Ford's partner in Witness. By the way, great movie. But Ron Washington coming to the Angels is, I think, just phenomenal. Because first of all, you get another baseball lifer, and I think you're going to start to see. And I'll get to the, I'll get to some of the other names later. You're going to start to see with the trend of Dusty Baker winning, with Bruce Bochy winning. People say, "Hmm, what other successful manager can we, uh, you know, can we dust off and make a?" Uh, uh, you know, and give another managerial shot too, And, you know, sometimes it has been unsuccessful like Tony La Russa, but, you know, we're starting to see, hey, maybe there's something to having experience. Maybe there is something to being, a, a, you know, an experienced manager. But you also, this is not Ron Washington hasn't been someone passive over the last couple of years. He's been the third base coach for the Atlanta Braves. He was there when they won the World Series, and he is known as being... A great teacher of players along the way. And uh, and and basically that's what you're gonna get from him. And when you look at some of the ages, you know, the angels are gonna have a very young team. The angels are gonna have a young team, a young, impressionable team, and they've got players like players like you know Nolan Schneol, if I'm pronouncing his name correctly, uh, Kyron Paris. Ben Joyce, he's a young pitcher on the team. But infielders like LeVon Soto, Jordan Adams. Um, and you've got uh, another infielder by the name of Trey Cabbage, who's kind of an infielder, outfielder, mainly a, you know, an outfielder for them. But you got a bunch of young players who he would be a terrific teacher for. And for a team that has a steady veteran like Mike Trout, you gotta think the Angels can come in and say, hey, look at we have Trout in the outfield. We gotta have one solid veteran in the infield and one solid veteran in the rotation. And Ron Washington being the teacher and hopefully getting the defense to be able to prevent runs. Look at that. they're still gonna have the management, they're still gonna have the mentality of that team. But I think this is a great pickup. This is someone who you could look at. It. He's someone who's been there done that and universally respected. And you're going to have a little bit of that you know that dusty baker quality of him which was he's a baseball lifer and all he's missing in his resume as a manager is that World Series title that he came oh so close to getting. And so I think this is a great signing. Um I'm all for it. Uh Ron Washington is impossible to root against and I would love to see the Angels do well. So what did I mean by that crack about the twenty eleven World Series? Well, you know what? I promise you, I'm going to get to that. But first, we're going to talk about our friends over at Jace Medical. Now, look at—we are talk. We talked about a lot of things on the show. Talked about things that are fun, but let's talk about something maybe a little bit more, a oh, little bit more important. Whether you're on extended travel or bracing for a major weather event or limited by yet another supply shortage, you are covered my friend thanks to our partners at Jace Medical. Life-saving antibiotics and a long list of daily medications can be ordered in a 1-year supply, even ED generics for Cialis, Vierga, Viagra, easy for you to say and any other prescription like that? Go online to JaceMedical.com, receive your 12-month supply on your daily medication. Remember to use the promo code Lockdown at, at checkout for a discount as well. A verified customer has said about Jace: "I'm thankful for the service. Supply chain issues have caused me to cut pills in half. To have it, I ordered most of my daily meds with a year supply, and I also ordered an antibiotic kit. I feel secure now. Prices are lower than local pharmacies. I highly recommend this for everyone." If you or someone you love need a peace of mind by having a year supply of any daily med go to jacemedical.com to see if it's offered for you remember the use of promo code locked on locked on for twenty dollars off of your all right I mentioned that I was going to talk about the 2011 World Series why am I bringing that up well that year, It was a great World Series and had one of the great games of the last 20 years, which was the classic Game 6 of the World Series, where the Rangers twice were one strike away from winning. Uh, The Cardinals came storming back both times, and now that hardship is behind them. Well, the manager of the Rangers that year was Ron Washington. Ron Washington is now the manager of, of the Ron Washington was the manager of the Rangers that year. Who was the MVP? Who was the one who got the triple over the head of Nelson Cruz that scored the two tying runs? Who was that? That was David Freeze. And David Freeze hit the walk-off home run in game six and wound up being the World Series MVP. Remember Albert Pujols? Albert Pujols was on that team. And he hit three home runs in one game and was a big reason why the Cardinals won that World Series. He scored on the David Freeze triple. Who hit the home run that briefly gave the Rangers the lead in game six of that World Series? It looked like he was setting up a World Series championship. That was Josh Hamilton, who was part of the Rangers along with one of their starting pitchers, C.J. Wilson. And by the way, who did David Fries hit the walk-off home run off of? That would be Texas Rangers reliever Mark Lowe. Why am I bringing up all these names? Why could I also bring up Ian Kinsler? I could also bring up David Murphy. I could also bring up reliever Fernando Salas. I could also bring up Craig Gentry. Do you know why I'm bringing all these people up? Pujols, Freeze, Washington... Hamilton, Wilson, Kinsler, I'm bringing them all up because they all were part of that World Series and they all ended up on the Angels. And the Angels seemed to be weirdly obsessed with that World Series. The minute that World Series was over, they signed Albert Pujols to a 10-year contract, of which I said the week they announced that, the way you can look at go to the old Sully Baseball videos from back then, I said, this is a ridiculous contract. They're giving Albert Pujols 10 years? I said, that contract's going to blow up in their face. Of course it did. They traded away a couple of good players, including Randall Gritchick to get, you know, David Freeze to the team. They signed C.J. Wilson to a ridiculous contract. They signed uh, Josh Hamilton to a ridiculous contract. And, you know, and and there just seems like a weird obsession that the Angels have with that World Series. Like they're just, they just want to like relive it. They watched it. They said, that's really great. We want to have those players on our team. And a lot of them have come through it. Now almost all the players have been re- are retired from the team. Oh wait, Lance Lynn is still available. Better sign him. Come on, keep the players rolling in. Can't help but wonder, with Ron Washington back, who else can they dust off? You know, I mean, wh- I mean, I think Schultz should be the manager of the Padres. He was the manager of the year in the National League in 2019. Well, that wasn't that long ago. Buck Showalter was a National League Manager of the Year in 2022. That wasn't that long ago. You know, I mean, I think that you, there's going to be a trend of people saying like, let's bring in a manager who's been there and done that. I still can't believe Joe Madden is unemployed at this point. You know, if I were the Milwaukee Brewers at, looking at the team right now, I would take a good long look at either Buck Showalter or Joe Madden. Why not Joe Madden? In fact, why not have a team say, do you know, we're going to have Kim Ang be our GM and bring in either Buck Showalter or Joe Madden to be the manager and just take a step back and let them do their job? I mean, did Joe Madden suddenly become dumb? Wasn't he the great genius from 2008 until for, for a 10 year span, you know, from 2008 to 2018? The miracle of taking the raise. To the World Series in 2008. That's that. That is one of the great miracles in the history of baseball. I'll say it. And getting them back to the World Series, back to the playoffs in 2010, and 2011, and 2013. Things went awry, and then he is he is the Rays in the playoffs in 2013. Things go funky in 2014, so he's with the Cubs in 2015. Gets the Cubs to the NLCS in 2015. They win the freaking World Series in 2016. They get back to the NLCS in 2017, and they lose the card game to Colorado in 2018. But the Cubs are contenders all the way through there. Things get wonky in 2019. He joins the Angels, one of the weirdest in most dysfunctional organizations in baseball you have the COVID year you have all sorts of funkiness happening and then he gets you know they got to a great start in 2022 then they go on a big slump and he gets fired he went from being this superhero in 2020 to being fired in 2022 was it the was it the organization was it just not the right fit I don't know, but some team, we're we're learning the importance of having managers who have been there and done that. Whether it's a longtime minor league manager and a baseball lifer like Snicker or Hall of Fame bound managers like Bochy and Dusty Baker. And let's face it, Joe Madden is probably a Hall of Fame manager as it is. But if he comes in and takes another team to the postseason after the miracles in Tampa Bay and Chicago, why not? Why not? Why not Milwaukee? Seriously, I don't understand why Cleveland didn't. You know, get the guy. Maybe, uh, you know, how he said that Bruce Bochy became the first person to beat a team in the World Series and then join the team he beat and win a World Series with that team. He beat as a manager of the Giants. He beat the Rangers in 2010, then joined the Rangers and won the World Series as the Ranger manager. Well, Joe Madden could fulfill that if he joins the Cleveland team that he beat in 2016 and wins with Cleveland, he can join Bochy in that and also be Hall of Fame bound. But I wonder wonder if someone's going to dust off John Farrell, who won the World Series with the 2013 Boston Red Sox. I wonder if someone's going to dust off Yost, who won the World Series with Kansas City. I wonder if someone is going to dust off Ozzie Guillen, who's probably chomping at the bit to manage. I doubt Guillen is going to come back, but why not? You know, why not, you know, uh, someone like Clint Hurdle, you know, who did so well as a manager for both the uh, Colorado Rockies and the uh, uh, you know, the Pittsburgh Pirates. By the way, I actually, while I was recording this, had to look up. I couldn't remember if Bud Black was still the manager of the Colorado Rockies, and he is another great baseball lifer, another former manager of the year. I think that's going to be coming premium. But do you know what? I'd love to see Showalter land, and I'd love to see Joe Madden land. But right now, guess what, Angels? You have a great chance of winning the World Series in 2011. One of the things I saw, by the way, in the offseason, you know, during the regular season, I'm always at uh, BaseballReference.com, the single greatest website in history of planet Earth. In the offseason, I'm always at MLB Trade Rumors. That's right up there with the greatest uh, websites in the history of planet Earth. One of the things that was listed um, uh, on Wednesday afternoon was the reports. uh, Steve Adams wrote a thing about how new Red Sox chief of baseball operations, Craig Breslow, who was a former player for the red sox won a world series as a member of the red sox there's lots of trade uh, interests revolving around alex verdugo and you know he's uh you know verdugo would probably be a good player who could probably use a change of scenery he clashed badly with alex cora and there's a lot of teams including cleveland who could use uh you know who could use his help who could use his bat and uh verdugo is you know still in his 20s he's 27 uh and he is under he's gonna be he could be a free agent um after next year and he's making you know he's making somewhere between you know he he hasn't signed a contract as he's 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 eligible to arbitration uh he'll make seven to ten million and the Red Sox will probably trade him. And as a Boston, you know, as an unabashed Boston fan, uh, I hope the Red Sox get a reliever for him, because the Red Sox need pitching depth. They're not going to get a front line starting pitcher for him, but if they can get pitching depth, then uh, you know that could work out fine. And uh, if that happens, and I hope they get the best for him. You know, Breslow is a new GM or the new person in charge there, and I hope he gets something pretty good. Uh, you know, a decent relief pitcher. But if and when that happens, then we're looking up at the Red Sox, and you'll see, a you know, a decent reliever for Alex Verdugo and Connor Wong will be the final remnants Of the Mookie Betts trade. Because Jeter Downs, who people were wondering, oh, is he going to be the next great shortstop, great infield for the Red Sox? He was waived. He's gone. He's not on the team anymore. And Verdugo was supposed to be the everyday outfielder that was going to replace him. Connor Wong's done an okay job as a catcher. He's a a serviceable catcher. He did well last year. And Alex Verdugo had stretches where he looked like an all-star and stretches where he looked like he forgot he was a major leaguer. And he kept clashing with Alex Cora about things like hustle and desire and taking his head out of his rectum and maybe the change of scenery. I mean, obviously he and Cora did not get along. We all saw that. And there was all this sort of, oh, we're trying to, you know, patch things up and everything like that. Um, he always made me scratch my head as a player for the Red Sox because you know, he had a checkered past, and there's some questionable things is that he did as a uh, a farmhand for the Dodgers, and he was had a couple of years where he was okay, not great. His OPS plus in the full seasons he played um, was always like around out like 100, 700, 200. In other words, a you know a, a average player with okay double-digit homer power, but nothing great. OPS is in the high 700s, but nothing great. And he was the big prize in the bet deal. And if he's dealt for, a you know, a decent middle reliever, which the Red Sox need, and they'll have a decent middle reliever and a okay catcher while the Dodgers have an MVP candidate. I mean, it'll just... Every year, the stupidity of the Mookie Betts trade is getting larger and larger. And if you're going to write me saying some excuse for it, you're wrong. It's one of the worst trades in the history of baseball. And it was such a two by four to the face that I had to kind of step away from the Red Sox for a year. The COVID year, I didn't really follow the Red Sox because it was I was so disgusted by them. I actually followed other teams more. The Red Sox stunk. Now, yes, am, am I a hypocrite? Sure, because the next year when they got to game six of the ALCS, I loved it. I loved it. And, you know, in that way, the Red Sox know that, you know, Boston fans, you know, can eat out of their hand in a certain way. But it's still, it's it wasn't Bloom's fault in a way because he was forced to do the trade by ownership who – you know billionaires with money flowing in like a like like a river into Fenway Park where they can print money no money problems whatsoever a bunch uh, a billionaire owner and a wealthy franchise said I want to save $7.22 and they traded away their franchise player and they'll get in return and in you know in 2024 if all goes well They'll get an okay reliever and a serviceable catcher. How could anyone look at that trade as anything but an abject and complete disaster? But do you know what you can't do? You can't do this, the, the the sunk cost fallacy. You got to just try to improve the team as it is right now, and a reliever would improve them. And you got to just shake it off. You got to Taylor Swift this and shake it off and say, look, at, it's happened. It's done. The trade's one of the great disasters in the history of baseball. Time to move on. And it's time for me to move on to today's trivia question involving trades. Sometimes you have a trade like the Bookie Betts trade, which was a complete calamity. Sometimes you have a trade like the one that took place between Minnesota and Miami before Arise and Lopez, where both sides get an all-star who helped their team into the postseason. but. The ultimate trade, and this has happened a few times, happens when one team trades a future Hall of Famer for another future Hall of Famer. And the question is this. When was the last time there was a trade that involved one player who is currently in the Hall of Fame traded for another player who is currently in the hall of fame they weren't necessarily the only ones involved in the trade but when was the last time there was a deal involving two players who are currently in the baseball hall of fame one team traded their hall of famer for another hall of famer it happened and these two players went on to have some of their best years in their career after the trade so it wasn't like they traded it wasn't like like two Hall of Famers at the end of their career. No, 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 no. These were all-stars whose best years were ahead of them. So what trade am I talking about there? And put it down here at Lockdown MLB Pods on Twitter or on Instagram or in the YouTube page. Talking about the Angels' obsession with 2011 and the Red Sox just never going to be able to shake this off until they win another one. This has been Locked On MLB. I am your host, Paul Francis Sullivan. Please call me Sully.